Hello everyone, welcome back. It's episode 17 and yes, we're back to regular program which means you get your amateur footy fix just that little bit earlier. A huge episode coming up next. This is the Perth Footy Podcast. Cal Muller, we have our coffees. It's 7.13am on a Tuesday morning and, and we're here for the long haul. We're in the trenches How's your weekend, mate? We're back, mate. It's amazing how many people had something to say over the weekend about our irregular programming last week, but we are back. It is good to be back, and we are up and about, despite how the weather was on Saturday. That's got to be, especially in the morning, Jake, well, I reckon maybe 10.30 to 12.30, roughly, was when it was at its worst. Yeah, I would say a lot. Basically, for the majority of the, uh, I guess, the Colts or women's games, whatever, what do you have first at your footy club? Yeah. Mostly for the second half, absolutely heaved down. And then oh, I felt for the reserves um, on the weekend. Oh, sideways rain. That's side, never good. Sideways rain is never Genuine good. sideways. I was obviously coaching down at TC and we had a gazebo that was try- trying to do its best to, to keep the water off us. It wasn't doing a very good job. It we lost a, two, unfortunately. I think there were a few yeah, marques, few gazebos that went missing. We lost two also. And also that was me going through it. Lee Matthews style as well. But anyway, that's, that's a story for another time, Jake. But yeah, well done to all the footballers across the Perth Footy League who battled the tough Conditions, but also the volunteers, the coaches, and all the support staff, and especially the people come down and watch and get local, as you always say, Jake, to to support their clubs because it wasn't a wasn't the most pretty day for footy. Well, it was quite funny because uh, we we get our culters to do to the ground ground setup, um, and we have two grounds, so yep. um, and we got to make sure that there's obviously a marquee at each uh, each bench for for opposing teams and home teams and. Over the far ground, I the, the Colts of uh, the other Colts team actually used to do a pretty good job. Like I, I leave them to their own devices. They they usually take care of things, and I just made sure I was like, "Boys, is is it pegged down? Like it's pretty windy." They're like, yeah, 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 it's pegged down. It's pegged down. And we used um a big sort of uh, it was the the double one. So the one that you could I think it's like the six by six by three. Yeah, so yeah. It was a, a a bit of a, a bit of a bigger one. Usually use it for can bars and stuff. Just mm-hmm. bought it two weeks ago as well. Yeah. So you can probably see where I'm going with this one. Um. Turns out, end of the game, it kind of takes off and, and breaks. Um, and I'm like, boys, you, you sure it was a peg down? I was like, yeah, we put three pegs in. <laughs> but it has six legs with three slots per leg. So you could probably fit about 18 pegs and they put in three. So um, unfortunately, I, I don't know how physics works, Cal, but um, I just don't think that's going to get the job done. So. Oh, the culties, mate. That's actually very funny. Brand new marquee um, has been sent to, to the gods, unfortunately. So um, that was a, a bit of a sour way to start the day. But nonetheless, um, it was a good day down at, at McGillray. We went nine from nine on the weekend, Cal, I did see so that, Jake. Was, so that's, uh, a, that's, a, it's, that's an unbelievable day for your football. Club. Yeah, it was considering the conditions. Um, the, the girls had a really close win. Um, Big at, win, that one too, against North Beach. Against North yeah, Beach yeah. as well, by, by a goal. Um, and our other girls won by, I think, by a couple of points um, out at South Oval. And um, yeah, overall overall quite good. We, we got to, we had a very tough game against Scarborough um, in, in, the, in the A grade. We knew that they were going to come out good side firing. Very, very good side. Um, who are still in that mix for, for that five. Um, as we said, between two and six is a win and a half. It's an absolute from dog's breakfast at the moment. So, um, But the boys played really well and, uh, and, and we got, got the dub. Any stories to come from that game? Yeah, look, there's one story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
great fan of the pod. One one of the one of the good men, and mm-hmm. Nick Comer, mm-hmm. um, came on obviously about a month ago, and you know said his story, and he was he was fantastic. Um, he was good, when and we there had was great him. reviews he, of, of Comer. He was one good of his uh, catchphrases was "Get nut." Yeah, get a bit of nut. Get a bit yeah, of nut. Get so a bit of nut. He had a little bit of it on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give him his props. He um, so first and foremost, he got a free kick um, basically on the siren first quarter, and uh, he was about sixty out. And look, with a wet footy, probably yeah, no probably chance not hitting it. that. He's no. tried to barrel it, and it's gone about 15, 20 meters off to the side, basically out and full. So I'll, look, I'll, I'll respect him for the kick, but comes your your hammies <laughs> probably don't have that in you anymore, unfortunately, mate. But the second quarter, this is what it gets really funny. So a free kick got awarded to to uni. And I think Nick thought that it was his free kick. So he's stepped off the mark to grab the ball when we already had it. And Natchdown Pie goes, no, that's 50. And he was all over the shop. Had so a bit to say. I would have had a bit to say. He was a bit irate. <laughs> and he's, and he's, he's said a few choice words. And um, it's gone from a 50 to a 100 metre penalty from the centre bounce. So oh, he's given away wait, um, a, a goal from, from a centre bounce. Um, uh, I think it could have been at the start of the second quarter. So He's not shy um, of a few words, Dim, no, so I can imagine. That's probably the first time I've seen a 100-meter penalty in a, in, a, in a fair while. So, um, <laughs> Good work there, that's Conti. How, how did you go on the weekend, Cal? Uh, well, look, it, for our um, game, the weather, we only got a couple of showers throughout. Um, the state of our ground is, is definitely something. I was going to say, um, Billy Graydon doesn't take on water too well. I can. Um, I know Gerard Arangio's got a holiday booked, I think, this weekend. He's going to Queenstown, so it's probably a good time for him because I know he stresses a lot about the state of our mud pit so uh yeah bill graden's in a in a little bit of strife but hopefully the uh the south perth council can work some magic but um no good win good win from our guys i do i did want to bring up a couple of things i remember messaging i think either saturday or sunday about uh you mentioned nick comma launching a barrel but what i liked is tom ledger from the west coast footy club he was launching barrels willy-nilly like almost like this was set play slash game plan type stuff. Was he getting on to him? Well, this one, like, you know, when you get held up maybe, and this is in like, precarious positions. Like, this is in the probably your back defensive 50. Nothing on, no obvious options. Weather was okay, probably, and he's a pretty skillful player, Tom. But he was willing to launch, go, get into his barrels. I think I want to say he hit three out of four. It's not about a strike. Like, right? three out of four, that like, spun properly. It was probably one where he sort of half shanked, but one he got right onto. Like, one would have gone, like, your, your best part of 60 metres. So I'm, impressive look, if you can do it exactly, and I think we should, I think it needs to be done more. Like I know certain teams will be like, oh, hit the free play, or you know, define the hit the easy one, do what you need to do, hit the inside forty five. But now nah, let's just launch the barrel, try and get it over the back. So I want to mention Tommy Ledger then because he's a, he's a bloody good man, but he was also launching a few barrels. Um, and other than that, mate, it was a pretty good game. Like uh, I didn't do a heap, kick four points. So four points, four points. Yeah, myself and and Kendall Taylor kicked three points. So we one one goal one between us. It wasn't the wasn't the greatest set day. shots or on the run or what? Ah, uh, you know, quick kicks out of packs and stuff like that, Jake. You know, be better. Small forward life, mate. They either go through or they don't. Um, unfortunately, they didn't go through, so it didn't really have the biggest impact. But I hope you saw the photo of my jumper on the weekend. I was uh, I was in and under at times. So. There was a spot of dirt on it. I did yeah. see. So yeah, I, I will the, uh, say that the you... old uh, back rolls in the warm up, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was literally going to say I reckon you you probably stretch your hammies on the bench or something like that and just uh, or smeared some mud on it to make people think you tried harder. Definitely muddy conditions and everything. So it was good to good to come away with a win. But that was a big win um, for for Tears because you guys needed that just to keep that breathing space from. Um, oh, 
know that Scarborough, you guys did a did from help Scarborough. Us out a little so bit there. So that, um, that ladder, which we'll go into a couple of other ladders. Um, it, it won't be an official Jackson ladder. No, segment. it won't be. This will be like Wally Box material. Is that what you're saying? It'll be stuff to, to touch on. But um, yeah, for anyone that wants to see sort of, I'm sure there's there's plenty more other grades that that have this sort of complications as well. But over the next three weeks, I'd seriously keep an eye on on that A grade ladder because there's going to be movers so and close. shakers everywhere. I think, as we said, Wesley aren't going to move, but. Mm. Second or six, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, a lot of eight point wins. Eight point wins. They're you've everywhere. got a big, big game this week um, CBC. against CBC, who, yep. who are currently second. So that could be a little eight pointer for, for yourself, Cal. So yep. huge. Anyway, we'll get into that later on in the program. We'll have a short break and then we'll get into Where's Wally. Hit it. Where's Wally? Where's Wally? Did you say him? Where's Wally? Callum, where's Wally this week? It, it was it was missing last week because obviously due to the, the complications yeah, of, of programming, we couldn't exactly get it right. But we did the preview, which actually had a lot of good reviews from um, a, a few of our loyal listeners. So it could be something that, that could be modified from... Uh, time to time with with uh, the especially close with, of the season, yeah, especially with everything happening. The pointy end of the season, Jake, is definitely something that every team not only thinks about what they got to do on Saturday, but after they get the dub, they've got to think about what's happening next week. So it's pretty exciting. And this one, this is one of the games I mentioned. I'm going to start the CTF Women's Update Construction Training Fund. Great friends of women's footy throughout the Perth Footy League. Got to go to straight to the C1 because this was the biggest game. It was first versus second. Who was going to split them? North Romano and Melville, like my use, who I've been on since from the get go, Jake. Couldn't split them. They, they had to share the points, unfortunately. In trying conditions at Gil Fraser, North Romano 1-2-8, Drew with Melville 1-2-8. Now, that's, that's like your two best teams in the competition. You don't want to have to share the points. You probably want that little bit of a mental buffer, and unfortunately, you couldn't split them. So they're now sitting at 42, and I think Canning South Perth are just nipping two points behind in third spot at, at 40. So... There's still two games to go, I believe, in the women's There's, in the yep, women's game. Games, so yep. it's going to be pretty important to see what this finals campaign is going to look like. But it's going to be bloody close. And, and Gil Fraser's open to the elements um, by cor- the river as well. So correct. I'm sure that would have been very trying conditions. And it's, it'll be interesting to see the state of Gil Fraser moving forward. Do you have them there or do you have them we in have a couple of weeks? No, we have them in a couple of weeks uh, out, out there. Yeah, yep, so it'll be interesting. And a lot of grounds will be under the pump at the moment. Um, we will mention Canning Vale's ground in, in Wally Box, how shocking that was. But... Hopefully conditions improve come the pointy end of the season, Jake, because I think these two sides, North Randall, Melville, and I'll throw in Canning South Perth, they're very, very good teams. They deserve an opportunity to showcase some really good finals like footy. So, unfortunately, they share the points on Saturday, but nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see how things go in the next in the few next coming weeks. Um, let's go to C3, because this is one of the, the premier teams in C3 in the women's. Uh, Whitford's won straight six, defeated by Scarborough, 9-10-64. Yeah, one of three teams, I believe. Our mob, Scarborough and Jandicott are probably the top three in the C3. Ross Coldwell, very happy with how the girls sustained a four-quarter effort. And apparently it was the back six that were absolutely dominant, which allowed them to score pretty heavily in uh, in pretty unfavourable conditions. Uh, Spitter was awesome playing on the wing, kicked a couple of snags. She was well supported by Jaden Cooney, J-Lo and Tash Spur. 
It'll be interesting. They have Jandicott next week. So I think that's that might be second versus third. Potentially could knock off TA's top spot. I think TA's have... Not, I'm not sure who they play next week. I know they got Jandicott the week after. So it's going to be a pretty important game. And that was... Uh, I think TA's only loss of the year was against Jandicott. I'm, I believe so. Yeah, that's so. correct. Yep. Yep. So it's, uh, it's, it's probably looking like a three-horse race in the C3. And it's going to be very, very close. But... Coach Ross Caldwell, up and about. Very happy with how the girls are travelling down at Scarbs. Um, I've got two games in the men's, Jake, that I'm going to mention. The first one uh, is in the A grade. Bassendine, 8-6-54, defeated by Kingsway, 8-12-60. A big game that I mentioned last week, Jake, because I think if Basso got the job done, would have put them at level pegging with Kingsway and in that that uh, that relegation zone might have given Basso a chance to to come out of that. But unfortunately, it was an eight-point game for Kingsway, and Kingsway did enough to... to win by a goal. I think they had the Kingsway had the league few goals going into last. So we're in front by a couple of goals and Basso came storming home to try and use their home crowd to an advantage. They're uh they get up they get rowdy out there at Basso. It's really, really good. It's a really great atmosphere and a great place to play footy. Kingsway get the job done. Our man BT Fermark was sensational throughout. So well done to BT. Ben Reed was also pivotal for Kingsway as well as 150 gamer Matt Pierce. And our great friend of the pod, Jake Follett, son of the Moose. Uh, he was apparently really, really good in his 101st game for the football club. So, important win for Kingsway. Put some two games clear of, of Basso with a few games to try. They've, I know they've got us. They're a bloody good side, Kingsway. So, it'll be interesting to see how the season finishes out. Um, and Basso hopefully can confront up this week. Oh, they've got you blokes, don't they? Yeah, yeah maybe, game, not, maybe big, not this week. Maybe but the last two, they can finish off strong. Yeah. And I think it'll be a, a definitely a, a massive pride game in a few weeks. Um, not so much all for pride, not a pride game. Um, I think the last round of the year will be North Fremantle and Basso. So it'll be that'll be on for young and old. So, And my second game, and oh, sorry, my fourth game, my last one for Where's Wally is in the B grade. Flag this game last week as well as, as a potential one that, you know, would have been very, very close and, and sort of who's in relegation zone and who's not. Wembley, 15-12-102, defeated Swanath, 3-6-24. We, we flagged that last week as a potential game to, to watch and Wembley stood up, didn't they? Wembley stood up and I'll tell, I reckon I know why, Jake, because Pat Goodridge was underwater, yes, but it was also their past players day. Past players day at the Wembley footy guard, but at Pat Goodridge deserves on that, on that balcony, balcony yeah. that would be enough to get you up and about. There'd be a lot of noise there. Despite it being underwater, I reckon it would have been great. So it was a hard slog early. Wembley maintained the ball in their forward half, probably from about second, the second quarter onwards. So they were pretty good. Ollie Ryan and Travi Austin were providing a heap of runoff halfback. Uh, Trav winning a lot of uncontested bruise-free footy, according to my sources. So must have been finding a little bit of space there, Trav. So well done. Uh, just the young Swanath team couldn't keep up with Wembley after half time. James Gray, uh, young Colt, kicked a goal that was very Pickers esque from all reports. And now I know Jake Pickers is one of my favourite Perth Footy League footballers of all time. Yeah, that's a huge rap saying it's Pickers esque because yeah. he's one of the one of the greatest. He's probably to, one of the goats uh, to yeah. play in the PFL. Yeah, he's definitely a, he's definitely he could be a Wembley goat to be honest. He is. So, well done to young James Gray for kicking a goal that was like Pickers. That's awesome. Deck Carruthers and Jake and Miller won a heap of nat in the middle. And Jake Jones kicked four for the Magpies. Well done to the Wembley guys. Um, and I've got to give a shout out to Trav and Aiden Austin's old man, who apparently copped it from all his old teammates who were in absolute disbelief that they were actually his sons out there due to their difference in skill level and ability. So... Sorry to, to the Austin's old man, who I, I believe was a Wembley stalwart, but none of his mates believed that his sons were actually playing there because they were actually pretty half-decent players. So, well done to the Wembley for hosting an awesome past players' day. 
Uh, would have been great to actually play in that game for all the Wembley supporters there. But an important win for them. Puts them a couple of games ahead of Swan. Yeah, so they've got a bit of breathing room now. I think uh, with only three games left in, in that season, I think they uh, well with yeah. they'd have to, a lot would have to go wrong for them to uh, go Correct. back down to that, uh, that relegation I mean, Wembley, race. Wembley have had a couple of scouts. I, mean, I know they beat Valdives pretty comfortably early in the year. I think they've just been hit with like a lot of clubs, unfortunately. A few injuries to some important players can really, really shape your season in a negative way. So um, I think Wembley will be pretty wrapped with that win. And B-grade, another competition which uh, we will touch on over the coming weeks with, with how that ladder is moving up and down because there's a lot of moving pieces there. So something to watch. Um, one of the many ladders that we yep. want to cast our eyes on over the coming weeks. Great segment there, Cal. Another short break and we'll finish with Wally Box. Or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box. The box. Cal, to finish off this episode with Wally Box, I believe you've got a shout out with a, uh, a, a <laughs> life member of uh, CBC and a, and a game, huge games milestone. Brad Towers at CBC, 350 games. That's uh, that's a lot. His stat sheet was uh, through the roof. That's a lot of... St- a lot of work put into the one football club. So well done, Brad, on your 350 games. That is a heap of games. There's, of there's been a lot of big milestones this year, like a lot it's of massive. a lot of 250, yeah. 300 plus gamers. So it's good to see um, that you know Play HQ's done that migration properly, and we've got the uh, got yeah, the numbers it, right. Actually, Play HQ's all over it now. It's great. I think so. Look, and Cal, this is something we flagged earlier in the app, in the app um, about you know how close this season is, and I think um, this is something that's probably. Relevant to both of us because you, you obviously coach um, and, and help out a little bit in, this, in this grade yep. in the twos and the A reserves. I just think it's um, due a little bit of uh, spotlight this week because it's a fascinating ladder. It's unbelievable, so, yeah. Especially this time of the year. This time of the year. Pro- and <clears throat> for those that don't follow the A reserves competition, it can often be you know a bit of the forgotten grade, mm-hmm. um, the, the A reserves, but it's, it's been a cracking season um, in that comp this year. And to, to, to set the lay of the land, we've got CBC, North Beach, Scarborough, and, and your Trinity Aquinas all on 44 points. So that's one to four. That's 11 wins, four losses. That's 11 wins to four losses for everyone. And everyone's actually in similarish percentage. It's not too far off. Yeah, so CBC at 226 is the highest. And obviously, that's why they're sitting on top. And we're at TAs are at 188. So it's disparity between there. But I mean, second and hate. third are 205 and 201. So it's not... Not yeah, huge difference. Very close. And then we've got Curtin Uni Wesley are on forty two points. Because they've had a draw. They've with had a the draw yep. with Uni who's six on thirty eight points. So you <laughs> might think that look, Uni are probably gonna find it pretty hard to get into that five, but here's where it gets really interesting. So Uni have uh, three teams that are below them to finish the season. Yep. And again, there's no no easy wins, but three be, three teams They'd be shorter priced. They'd be to short of price favourites, games, so the, it's the lay of the land for them is is a lot straight more straightforward than what's going to happen in that top uh, yeah. top five currently. So CBC versus um, I think Trinity uh, and TAs Scarborough, yep, to finish their season. Um, TAs U versus Curtin Uni Wesley and CBC to finish the season two notable games, too. yep. And then uh, North Beach have Curtin Uni Wesley as well. So there's a lot of games to come. Where that top five is going to change every single round. I reckon, Jake, so we were, you were saying this before, there's a fair chance that a team could have 12 wins and not play finals. 
which if, if, if you said, <laughs> if I said to you at the start of the year, Cal, I'm going to, I'm going to give you 12 wins. You'd take your finals. You're probably thinking you're, you're a top, you're almost a top three, top you're, four You're spot. probably thinking yeah. you've got either a home elimination or you've got the double chance. Correct. But there's a very realistic possibility that uni could have 12 wins and miss out on, mm. on, the, on finals, which is something that just doesn't usually never happen. happens. never happens. But I do love, the, and I think that's what, Hopefully, more of the Perth Footy League competitions can hopefully be similar to that sort of ladder. We want close contests. We want every, we want every team, well, as many teams as possible, being a chance at this time of the year to play finals footy. So I think that's something that uh, I would really invest some time into the A reserves competition in the next uh, month. We've got to keep an eye on it, Matt, because that's something that uh, I'm really intrigued by to see how you know that moves up and down. Because essentially, if you're on 44 points and you and you lose two games out of your three. You could fall out. Yeah. So you essentially have to if, if everyone in win. There, if everyone win in there goes two and one, yeah, I think they lock themselves in. But if if you go one and two, you could You're find out. yourselves missing. So it's, it's all happening. A lot of eight point wins um, going through their their cow. Um, Sang's one of the great friends of the podcast. Yeah. Yep. He he. Well, we've already touched on the Billy Graydon and and the state of that oval at the moment, mm-hmm. but. He just wanted to send a shout out to all clubs with, you know, looking after their grounds to make sure that they're, they're okay and wanted to send his well wishes. So thanks for that. Sangsy. That Sangs, we, we well, appreciate well, your feedback all the time. Look, McGilvray's seen better days. It's probably in, in the worst nick I've ever seen it. Yeah, wow. Um, after a, a big, uh, big dump of rain. Um, Where, um, well, I did mention like Canning Vale's deck. That what we did, our good friend Chalk Panther sent us, I think he sent us a video of that and how it was underwater. Some interesting chat coming from the reserves, though. So the Hammersley Kareen guys could hear the reserves and what they were saying. And apparently one of the twos was the, one of the Canning Vale boys saying, we don't lose at our swamp, this is our swamp. And he was right. Canning Vale got up. So, you know, if it's a swamp and if it's yours, make sure you make it a fortress. And that's what Canning Vale managed to do in the twos. So interesting chat there. But nonetheless, it's, you know, got the job done. And, and shout out to Chalk Panther as well. I believe he sort of orchestrated the Welcome to Country and um, he does a, he does a smoke lot. ceremony for Gannonvale. He does a lot right, um, the Chalk Panther, um, which is great. And he's, he's a very proud Aboriginal man, which is awesome. So well done to everyone down at Canning Vale. Despite the conditions, they still managed to have a, a pretty good welcome and everything beforehand, which is great. Yeah, I think the rain <coughs> I think the rain sort of stayed away for that, um, you know, that couple of minutes, which was really good. But the oval there, I just, that's probably the worst conditioned uh, I'd seen. Yeah. So obviously a lot of heavy rain happened sort of south of the river there, um, unfortunately for, for Canning Vale. Yep. But That's I'm exactly sure. right. But I'm sure that'll uh, that'll repair in good time. Jalen Colgate sent yeah, through another look, message. Yes. Apparently, kick goal of the year. Yes, and but look, I, I wanted to throw this out there, and look, I don't mind this from the young culties. Your culties should have inflated view of their own ability and everything. But he has been known to inflate his own stats, Jalen Colgate. So, well, was this goal of the year? We might have to investigate a little bit more into it. I mean, while we're speaking of goals, Joe Nagachi, well done on kicking a goal, mate. There's your mention. There you go. Get up and about there, bro. He's down at Coolbinia and he's one of Benny Cameron's favourites. So we got that one out of the way, Jake. <laughs> I know you were loving and wanting to mention that, but I reckon the goal we need to mention was Matthew King out at High Wickham. Kicked a goal after the siren to get them the dub. Like Jamie Elliott type. Well, apparently it was better than Jamie Elliott. Elliott's goal got nothing on him because the ball weighed 15 kilos. Yeah, I will, I will say it is it is hard, mate. How hard's kicking a wet footy? Yeah, it's just, mate. It's it's just no good, especially when you you know it's torrential downpour, it's slippery, and you know it's already heavy. I, I will say we, there's been a lot of complaints about obviously the last few weeks about how wet it's been, but we've been pretty lucky. Prior to that, there's mm. been basically not a oh, drop. Compared to last year, last year was pretty poor. 
Last year was poor, but I think like this year we've been pretty blessed. It's to, been uh, the last. It's been the only la- the last couple of weeks, even, and we might get a bit of rain this week, Jake. I think there's still a little bit around. Uh, look again, there's still five days until the game, so a lot can change. Mm. The weather obviously can um, completely flip for for all we know. But uh, yeah, look, it is due to be wet again. But we're hoping we're kind of on the other side of it now, where it gets a little bit finer and, and then you know results aren't impacted by yep. wet weather yeah um and then makes it a slugfest and you might drop a game that you, you don't think you should have so we're hoping that it is clear skies um after this week but you know perth weather can be sometimes a little bit unpredictable around about september time it can get a little bit hairy yeah from time to time can't it cow still managed to have two running bounces on the weekend jack I, I had Jimmy Valentine come up to did me. Did you like, touch it? Was no, that an actual no. bounce or did you touch Running it bounce. But here's, here's a little bit of a life hack for all our listeners out there. Always bounce the ball laces down. Why? Because I reckon there's a little bit more friction, a little bit more grip. The ball will come up. Again, different for me because I'm knee high to a grasshopper. I'm pretty low to the ground anyway, so the ball's going to bounce up. But if you go laces down in wet weather, in an, yeah, obviously you're not going to go run around and bounce in a, in a bloody puddle. But... There's a bit of a life hack for you, especially if it's a little bit damp. Put the laces down; that ball will always come back up to you. And if you're a ruckman, don't even bother with running, running bounce. No, you know your limitations. Well, that's uh, that's a bit of a physics lesson from that's my that's my Mr. strategy. Wally. I've been going with that since I was about 14, I reckon. So laces down in the wet, the ball will always bounce back up. To that's you. why you're a teacher, and yeah. I'm not. <laughs> well, Jake, you you're running half back, mate. I reckon it always looks good to to take a bounce. Imagine you're doing that in space in the wet weather. Laces down. If, if I'm running with the ball and it's wet, then I'm probably going backwards, mate, because I'm that <laughs> slow. Like, it's, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I try and get rid of it as quick as possible because, uh, yeah, I'm basically going backwards. I live on a treadmill. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the career savers don't really give me any extra speed, oh, mate, unfortunately. I had, um, I had someone mention to me, you know, Rob Ferroni it was. He reckons, Cal, you need to get a pair of career savers for your training during the week because he reckons it makes his body pull up. Oh, they're great. Better. Is they're, that would you great. agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got two pairs. I uh, well, I will admit. Uh, <laughs> so I bought the all white pair, and I'm I'm usually I prefer like a, a black boot. I prefer the the darker, yeah, genuine, um, you know, more honest. Yeah. Um, but you know they didn't like ASIC has had a huge shortage of boots yeah, this year. Yeah, it's been it's not, been man. bad. So I just bought them, and then. Um, I was scrolling on my laptop a couple of weeks ago and um, targeted ads had hit me, you know, as, as the way the world is these days. And I saw an all black pair of uh, ASICS career savers just on the sale. And then next thing I know, it's all a blur the next five minutes. And the next thing I know, I've purchased um, another pair of career savers. So I now have both colours. So, so. You've got, yeah, well, I don't mind that. You got And you've got the playing pair and now you've got a training pair as well. So apparently they are, are they, would you actually advocate for them? They actually oh, make mate, you feel a bit better? They're, they're fantastic. They fit my orthotics perfectly. I, I'm, 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 I'm hopefully I can get sponsored by uh, Career Savers um, <laughs> because they are just fantastic, mate. I couldn't, I'd sleep in them if I could, mate. You're up there with Ryan Murphy or something. I was working from home um, when I got my first pair and as I was working from home, I was actually wearing them in the whole day. <laughs> so I was making my lunch and stuff at home with the Career Savers on, I've made absolutely, I absolutely, I could not speak higher of them enough. Oh, well, there you go. To all our listeners who are looking to elongate their football careers, potentially um, swap to the career savers is the best choice for you. It's the best choice of your life, Cal. Look, that's a really good episode by us. Very efficient, as always. Uh, this week, huge game for you. You've got CBC at Morris Buzzacott, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that is a tough game. And both our, and especially in our A-res and our, in our A-grade. So it's, it'll be a pretty... 
pretty huge one, especially with CBC full of confidence after knocking off North Beach in the ones on the weekend. Absolutely. So, so there's actually huge, a couple of eight-point wins, really, mm. for both your Massive. A reserves and A grade as well. Um, and that'll be something I'll be keeping an eye on um, Absolutely, throughout mate. the day. Your drive's a little bit different to mine. Yeah, we got to drive out to Bass and Dane. So yep. first time this year to, to head out to Basso. So um, that'll be, as you said, their crowd um, always get up and about. So we're, we're fully prepared for, for a bit of a, a I love the atmosphere. battle out there. Love the atmosphere out there, mate. They got uh, it's a little bit of a country footy vibe. It's pretty pretty cool. So yeah, um, you did say that round one when you went out there. It was, it was awesome. very much like that. So we're fully prepared to head out there for for a bit of a tough slog as well. If there's a bit of a bit of weather bit of, around, that's it, Matt. Um, as always, get down to all your footy games as you can. Women's, your Colts, your seniors, and always get local. Cheers.